You're listening to Intellectual Erection, a place where we talk about the naughty. Oh, to stimulate your thinking. You're listening. You're listening to Intellectual Erection. Intellectual, intellectual, intellectual Erection. Well, hello there. This is Intellectual Erection with your host, Patrick. Today, I'm talking to fellow podcaster Aaron Pym, whose podcast I was on recently, a few weeks ago. So go check it out. It's The Bedpost Podcast. You can find it on any podcast app, and you'll find my interview there, Patrick, Intellectual Erection, and it was great fun. So now we're uh, we're doing it on here, and I'm going to be talking to Aaron about all sorts of things. Catholic schoolgirl shame, Barbie doll menstruation, humiliation, slut therapy, pro-doming, and double fisting. Yeah, it's that good. Other than that, as always, just, you know, listen, subscribe, like, and find me on Instagram, intellectual underscore erection, follow, support, and uh, most of all, as always, enjoy. I'm sitting here today with... I'm Erin Pym. (laughs) She's Erin Pym. From? From uh, the Bedpost podcast, from um, Bedpost The Stage Show... Um, from uh, Oasis, I'm a lap dance instructor there. From the Ritual Chamber, I'm a pro dom there. That's your most recent, yeah. uh, your most recent badge. Yes, mm. and I'm also an erotica writer uh, under just my my name, Aaron Pym. So you can go see my Amazon page just under my normal name too. I do a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen. So I've been on uh, I've been on Aaron's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the Bed Post podcast. You were great, and oh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and now uh, Aaron's returning the favor <laughs> and coming on <laughs> this podcast, and we're gonna have a little bit of fun. We're gonna find out about uh, Aaron's background, how this all began, because I don't know. All I know is like where you're at now. Yes. I know where you're at now, and I've been to your stage show. Thank recently. you. That's, well, that's the the discussion we were that you walked into, listeners. Uh, we were talking about some of the acts, which were fantastic, uh, boylesque, burlesque, uh, uh, like comedy a story from a sex phone operator, <laughs> uh, a sex educator telling us about the anatomy of, of a vagina and how different things work. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm telling you, I was learning. I was learning and it was fun. Uh, so I look forward to the, the next one. When's the next one? The next one is February 15th. February 15th. Yeah. If you're in Toronto, or even if you're not, come to Toronto from <laughs> wherever. Yeah, it's the third Friday of every month. Third Friday the, of every month. For this whole year, I have it booked. Yeah. And it's in the same spot? It is. The Social Capital Theater, 154 Danforth. 154 Danforth. So that's near Danforth and Broadview above the Black Swan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Wasn't there like a Mad Dog Theater there or something in the past? Yeah, the original Bad Dog was on the Danforth, like two um, storefronts over pretty uh-huh. much. Now they're on uh, at Ossington and Bloor. But yeah, the original was on the Danforth. Okay, I think I called uh-huh. it Mad Dog and you said you Bad did. Dog. You did, I corrected. Okay. Ever good. so, so yeah. <laughs> subtly. Just <laughs> like, Oh, the Bad Dog Theater, you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one I meant. Yeah. That's what okay. I said, wasn't the it? The Bad Dog Theater, good. Um, okay, so now that we're kind of caught up to where we're at, um, 
the first question I ask most of my guests, <clears throat> you're allowed to cough a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> we, can, we can edit that out. Uh, I want to know, um, I guess the, the, the Freudian in me, which I have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with, uh, just wants to know where this all began. It's like, do you have that, uh, that story? And I referred, so here's the inception bomb, get mm-hmm. this. I referred, I used to say in many words, uh, how did you come about? Was there a first instance mm-hmm. where you realized that, you know, blah, 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 you're kinky or like weird something happened when you were young, your first sexual inklings. And then I heard one of your episodes and you referred to a different podcast where somebody called it like a radioactive spider bite. Oh, yeah. I'm Off like, the cuffs. Fuck. Off the cuffs podcast. Yep. Yeah. Radioactive like, spider fucking bite. Fucking genius. I'm like, somebody just phrased it in like such a small and it, it, it like it recalls memories and like people understand <laughs> what that means. And there I am like trying to philosophize the nature of like of an origin story. So so, yeah, I've referred to your podcast referring to, to another podcast to another podcast to explain <laughs> what I'm trying to explain and I ended up using more words than even before. So, yeah. Well done, I say. Thank you. <laughs> so, Erin. Yes. Where did everything begin for you? I think um I think it was always in me. Um I I kind of like to refer to the moments when I was like a very young child and my um, Barbie playing would always involve um, someone getting kidnapped, someone uh, <laughs> getting like tied up, like always, always. Um, that was the type of play. That's what that's what I did with Barbies. <laughs> like that was the yeah. only thing I did with Barbies. It's like so the- kid Ken would kidnap Barbie. Um, and make her do like humiliating things like like what sort of things (laughs) Um, okay this is one specific I think this is my only really specific moment Um, and I was probably like eight or ten or something so (laughs) pre-menstrual child Um, and the role play was Ken wanted Barbie who is the slave <laughs> to, nice to wear a dress from his ex-girlfriend <laughs> that she had menstruated in <laughs> wow okay. and Barbie had to wear that dress and was like ew I'm so embarrassed <laughs> my god that's so specific, specific. I'm, so, I'm sure somebody's listening to this and, and is very turned on <laughs> I'm telling you well good cause I mean <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. that w- what category would that fall into? Um, oh. Some sort of like humiliation play? Definitely a humiliation play. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, humiliation. Um, there was a lot of bondage that happened as well. And also like Barbie would kidnap Ken. It wasn't like just a one-way street, right? So yeah. sometimes she would kidnap Ken. Ken was always really stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she would just like fuck with him and he'd be yeah. like, duh. <laughs> But yeah, that was like the way I played with Barbies. Um, And I only realized that was a little weird when like I had um, one friend was really into it. And that was just like how how we played together. And then um, I think I had another friend over and they were like, well, let's play Barbies. And I started like doing my usual thing. And they were like, what is going on? And I was like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? This isn't isn't how you play with your Barbies? (laughs) Yeah. Not even that. I was like, you're wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Well, obviously, Barbie doesn't just shop. (laughs) Get into it. Like, God, what are you? Yeah, you're boring shit. Mine's, Mine's where it's at. Wow. 
That's amazing. I really like that story. So far, that's my favorite origin story. Because actually, no. Well, yes and no. I I, uh, I also have a really nice one from uh, from a, another guest, Nick, who said he got turned on by some like weird gargoyle toy, uh, this like thing creeping out of a sewer. Yeah, I love <laughs> that it. was, and he wanted to penetrate it, oh, love like it. the sewer hole. So I'm like, okay, that's also very specific and very good. <laughs> But I've heard a lot of people say that um, some kind of story, and it's it's often like the the uh, the rescue stories, like somebody's you know. Oh yeah, you're yeah. in peril. Yeah. 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 So somebody's kidnapped and then rescued, and it's sometimes sexy it, scenario you know, bondage is involved, yeah. tying. Yeah. yeah. You're a little scared. You're a little excited. Mm. <laughs> I recently saw somebody post. Uh, I don't know if you saw this too. I think it was on Facebook. Somebody posted an image. Uh, they're like my friend got high and said that you know what uh, Mario and and Bowser and uh, Princess are really in a triad and they just have a kidnap and rescue king that's that just they keep their playing dynamic yeah. yeah and somebody drew it out and, like, I believe it really well it was amazing <laughs> send it to me I gotta find it I it makes find perfect it sense yeah. yeah like you look at Bowser he's got like all this like kinky bling on mm -hmm. like he's you know he's got the spikes around his, his yeah, wrist he he's got like he's collar, got the collar mm -hmm. yeah like I had a friend um, I used to work at Seduction the sex shop yeah. and I had a friend um, who dressed up for Halloween as like a kinky Bowser and it was probably the best costume wow. I've ever seen I was like yes Bowser is kinky he is kinky <laughs> I wonder what their dynamics would be like in that triad. Oh. Mario. Bowser's the bottom. He's like a power bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> power bottom. Well, he is constantly getting fucked by Mario. So yeah, like, I know. Yeah. It's that same dumb role, guy role play. Right, right. right. He's, the Ken, he's the Ken of the uh, of the Mario world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Princess is totally in charge. Yeah. Yeah. And she's wearing some kind of menstruated dress from... <laughs> an ex-girlfriend. From an ex-girlfriend. Also, she usually has a healing power, like, if you mm. ever play as princess. So, like, she's... You know, sex workers are, like, you know, they're really, like, healers. And they... Right, right, right. <laughs> they do She's heal. got the healing power. Yeah. She does have the healing yeah. power. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's a great origin story. So <laughs> from the point that, okay, this was, you were 10? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something like 10. Yeah, so that girl. was the first time. Um, and then after that, was there like a, a gap between then and when you kind of discovered your sexuality for sexual experiences? Yeah. Or? Oh yeah. Yeah. I had like, I'm not going to say a strict religious upbringing, but I was just exposed to it kind of at a like kind of lowish level but like constantly because i went to a catholic high school a ca mm. all of my schooling was catholic like other than you know college and whatnot but um since i was very young i was getting just like blasted by a lot of like this catholic yeah <laughs> all these all these sex negative type wow. of um of and, language i mean as far as we know Catholic schoolgirls are known for being very, uh, you know, w withdrawn and and very uh, virginal. Yes, we do know that yeah, about like the that's, traditional. That's the stereotype that we kind of have. But as um, yeah, and and why that's like a funny kinky fetish and stuff like that is because a lot of Catholic schoolgirls are are very repressed and like then yeah. you know their sexuality is going to come out like a fucking atomic bomb at some right. point, right? Like because. Like real talk, they're they're constantly being told that sex is bad, sex is bad, touching yourself is bad, like menstruation is bad, like they you know, on and on and on. Yeah, so all this so, repression. I'm actually pulling yeah. something up that I'm gonna read to you about that. Oh because um, oh, it's related. 
even growing up, I remember uh, I didn't go to Catholic school, but the word was if you wanted to meet girls, the boys, we should go over to a Catholic school yeah. dance or like a Catholic school anything because those girls uh, are thirsty. Yes. Yeah. Well, we didn't use the word thirsty back then. No, but yeah. but that's but they the were, general yeah. idea. Yeah. Yes. So here, actually, no, I'll get you to look at it and maybe you oh, should read I'm it. Oh, I'm going to do a cold it's read. It's an ad. Oh my God. What is this? Okay. So I'll read the, yeah, the quoted text here first. It's in a, a, a graphic of a wedding band. It says, her fingers are for diamond rings, not for ringing the devil's doorbell. <laughs> and it says, young men, before you spend your money on a diamond, make sure she has never self-raped. Whoa, content warning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I lost has my shit. Has never self-raped her skin, her sin cave. I almost said skin cave. Same, That's even same better. Idea. Even better. It is up to you to remember to ask the hard questions. It is never okay to marry a masturbator. Wow. I guess no one's getting married. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, this was posted by a Christian Mothers Against Masturbation on, I think it's Facebook. Yeah. Oh. That is I hope hilarious. that wasn't in the past 50 years that somebody... Uh, 2015. Oh, good fucking the lord. That stamp. is really, 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 really insane. Yeah, especially the part, like, self-rape or sin came. That's really aggressive. Oh, my God. That is fucked up. And that is... that Like, using that word in relation to masturbation is really fucked up. That is so fucked up. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it, it's both funny, but at the same time, like, when you think about it, if somebody's hearing that... If you grew up hearing that, that oh, it's yeah. self-rape, like, how the fuck are you supposed to have a, a like decent sex life, know your body? Exactly. And that, like, set me back. Um, I didn't have extremist uh, language like that, thank God. No. But, um, yeah, all, all that kind of information that was kind of, that was constantly, you know, coming into my mind just, like, through osmosis of being exposed to it on a pretty consistent basis. Yeah. Um, that was, like... Yeah, it it set me back huge. It gave me a lot of shame early on about any type of sex, you know, masturbating and on and on, like from there for a long time. So actually I was, yeah, very repressed, very, very repressed. And um, I I had sex for the first time when I was like quite young, like 15. Yeah. Um, basically, fourteen, maybe, um, whatever. <laughs> Could have been thirteen. Who knows? <laughs> um, but then I was like, had such a crazy ordeal with it. Um, like the dude just spread it everywhere, all over the you know, thousand person high school. The teachers knew. I had family who was teaching at my high school. Like it was a huge fucking deal. So you just it was told a huge everybody. Thing. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah like detailed descriptions of it like it was brutal and like, like my she parents has a mole sent... on her right cheek type details <laughs> yeah wow. if only it was that that um along those lines but it was like yeah it was bad um and uh yeah like my parents sent my parents obviously found out and like i got sent to therapy because of it which oh, fuck. for my parents like well, for my mom, at least my mom has really great intentions. Like her intention was like to help me through this tough time. But how I took it at the time was like, cause you're broken and you need to be fixed, you right. know? So like I was, yeah, I, I was very, and then, yeah, just very shamed, shamed and shame, feeling shameful for like the next, like I didn't have sex again until I was like in the first year of college. 
Really? Yeah, because That's I was like... That's a fucking gap. Like, you must have been 18, 19. Huge gap, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So good, like, maybe six years or something in between. And then I was like, oh, no, okay. That's severe. I'm fine, I'm over it. But it took <laughs> actually took that long. So in between 14, 15 to 19, uh, <clears throat> did you exclude all forms of sex, self-pleasure, or just, like, penetrative um, or oral? I, yeah, I think I was, like, I, I identified as abstinent. Mm-hmm. Um, however, no, I, I had a boyfriend all through high school and we were doing basically everything, but, um, (laughs) which is very like (laughs) traditional Catholic schoolgirl who was like, I'm a virgin. I only do anal. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do everything, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) We were doing anal at the time, but like, you know, any type of manual or oral. Yeah. We were doing, but I was like abstinent. Yeah. 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 And also I wasn't doing any drinking or any drugs as well i was like yeah. abstinence wow i actually i dated somebody who went to a catholic school and she was she also had like guilt about penetrative sex specifically yes and then at one point she's like well oral sex is sex and i'm like yeah i'm like yeah i guess so and she's like yeah so i don't need to feel guilty i'm like no you don't <laughs> we're like all right sexy time <laughs> yeah but she i just need to make that connection yeah yeah, yeah so she came to it on her own and i'm like yeah i guess you're right i'm like it's there's sex in the title yes <laughs> right? it is uh yeah so it's, it's f- all sex yeah that's yeah. that's what well, obviously we're getting at i'm sure yeah. a lot of the listeners are on board but yeah, yeah it's all sex you know and virginity is a social construct. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. Not, yeah. It's when do men anything. lose their virginity then? Exactly. Yeah. Never. Like the first time you get an erection, the first time you stroke it, first time you come. Exactly. Because, yeah. It's a made up fucking thing. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I actually have a similar story to, to yours uh, with, with shame because I grew up with a little bit of that too. I was caught touching myself when I was young Mm -hmm. and my mother said that I was abnormal and needed therapy and she threatened to take me to therapy but she never did which created another anxiety like when the fuck am I going to therapy (laughs) I actually went up to her one day and I'm like mom when when is that therapy happening she's like oh it's gonna happen because you need to be you know I don't know something fixed I was like wow wow mom thanks (laughs) yeah damn yeah yeah and then i went to school and they're like no it's okay to masturbate yeah. and i was like really see and then i went to school after that yeah. like i went to school and they're like no absolutely it's no, not don't okay touch to yourself yeah. so you know uh, you imagine yeah. the complex i was in after. don't self-desecrate your skin cave <laughs> oh my god skin cave yeah. <laughs> i like skin cave much I like skin cave. than sin cave. Sin cave. uh although sin cave is good i think I, i'll use that in uh, they're bdsm both they're both good yeah <laughs> i want to explore your sin cave yeah well when you're doing like sacrilege play yeah uh. yeah hot that could come into play for sure wow yeah the okay. only good thing religion did for me was um introduce a good taboo <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> inspire some great role play yeah amazing amazing <laughs> i'm thinking the exorcist and the crucifix oh yeah yeah confessional is always fun mm-hmm. yeah glory hole confessional is glory even more fun yeah combine mm-hmm. a couple kinks why not overlap absolutely them. yeah so you had this uh okay so you you had an early experience you're playing with dolls you're exploring then there's a gap i guess uh going back to my like freudian sort of uh theories which uh, like i said i always talk about it. i don't wholeheartedly believe in it i like it in the pop culture sense right but he talks about like an early sexual experience then a latency period which is exactly after like 10 and then the uh, it remerges again in puberty mm-hmm. so like 13 14 15 yeah so it seems to be consistent 
but he's just observing what's going yeah, on. I was totally obsessed with sex, with sex when I was like 13, 14. Yeah, because yeah, that's all, when it's like the hormones, right? You're yep. Like your 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 body's ready and it's asking to explore your skin caves and yep. your skin caves <laughs> and your skin powers <laughs> whatever else what other whatever other skin skin innies and outies yeah, everything's um so then i guess after that it took you a while to to dig through the uh to the the shame and yeah. through the bullshit yeah sure did and i think that it's been also my uh experience now having interviewed several people that um many of us have had some kind of repression or shame which has probably contributed to us becoming kinkier and mm-hmm. fetish-oriented, probably because the taboo has become sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to make a sweeping mass generalization, yeah. but I find that a lot as well. Um, yeah. And it's like, so we had to go through that to, you know, get to where we are now. But, um, yeah, you definitely use your life experiences, right? So... If we've got a lot of kind of lived experience <laughs> with those taboos, yeah, those are going to come into play later on for oh, sure. Amazing. Yeah, you're going to flip the narrative. You're going to want to flip the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to want to make it okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And you're going to want to play out those scenes in a consensual environment where you are the victor, where you are, you know. Right, where you're you're coming out on top. You're taking charge of you're your, the one taking of control yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it makes complete sense. So the next thing I want to follow up with is, okay, you have these experiences. You go to college, mm-hmm. and presumably during college, you're starting to feel more okay. Yeah, yeah. I had a, another boyfriend through most of college, and yeah, we had sex a lot. It was very nice. We had a loving, nice, sexy relationship, which was fun. Um, and I think it ended. I mean, I don't know if this was the only reason, but like the main uh, warning bell was that he stopped like having sex with me, wanting to have sex with me. And I was like, oh, no, I need a lot of sex. So so maybe this isn't the best fit after all. And you're monogamous back then, I presume. You were. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. It was all I, new. I've also heard that story a lot. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. Well, when all you have is one script, then it's kind of hard to You do imagine. the script. Yeah, yeah, you do the script. Yeah. So, uh, I've also noticed an, another thing with like a lot of guests talking about how uh, a lot of their monogamous relationships ended because the sex got stale, mm-hmm. right? And, and like one partner just didn't want to have it as frequently or as often anymore, which sometimes led to cheating mm-hmm. or breakups. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in your case? In that case, it was a bit, little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, it's interesting about accountability and learning accountability. Mm. Um, what I did was like I was, I had moved on from this guy, even though not officially. <laughs> right. right. He didn't know about it, but he you didn't knew. know about it. Yeah. But I was like, okay, yeah. what else is happening? And then like, yeah, I kind of the the lines were muddy as to when I broke up with him and started seeing a new person mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to have sex with a new person and um, yeah it's it's interesting because then I was like oh no I did this because I love this new person it's like no 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 girl you just <laughs> wanted to fuck this new guy and then you were stuck with this new guy for yeah. a while because oh, and you you're want. trying to prove that it was like to, yeah, to you following yourself. your heart and like <laughs> some noble purpose you fucking wow. martyr um, and I then you were stuck that with that lump of a person wow. <laughs> for a 
couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. Jeez, you were committed to proving things to yourself. <laughs> yes, I was. Like, I was trying to, I think I was still chasing that trying to be perfect thing, you yeah. know? Like, oh, no, no, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I'm not a slut. Wow. <laughs> what was your major? <laughs> <laughs> I was so damaged. Oh my god, terrible. My early twenties, so mm. riddled with anxiety. Oh, we've all, we've all. I'm, I'm still riddled. <laughs> still a little riddled. Yeah, yeah. It's my driving force, my motivation. It's how I get work done. Well, good. At least you're functioning. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically. Yeah. So from uh, from college to kind of where we are now, mm-hmm. like, how did you get involved with this whole world? Um, I started writing erotica first. I was actually um, in, I'm, you know, have been like in the service industry, like restaurant industry, not the kinky type of service. Oh, Uh, Um, You know, restaurant industry. um, I opened my own restaurant for a while and um, I was, yeah, on the Danforths. We can back about the gift Danforth. Um, Oh, I think we've mentioned this. Is that like Pape and Danny? It's called Tea Tree. Tea Tree Cafe and Eatery. You said you oh. might have come into it once or something okay. like that. Yeah. Maybe it was someone else. Never mind. Um, well, no, I, I used to frequent the Danforth a lot, so I... Oh, there I, you go. Yeah. Maybe. I think I think I remember us having this conversation. Maybe not. Maybe. Anyways. Maybe we did. Um, so, like, maybe, like, five years into owning that place, I was like, okay, like, great, but what next? And um, my friend asked me to... I was kind of trying to make myself... Um, in like writing and um, I'd written you know a bunch of short stories and was trying to write a novel at the time and um, yeah I was maybe halfway through that and my friend was like oh hey do you want to write for my like zine I was like great and they're like I was wondering if you wanted to like write like erotica for it and I was like um it was a comedy magazine actually and um, they're like wouldn't that that would be funny right wouldn't that be funny to have like a legit erotica piece in the middle of like a comedy magazine and you're kind of like punking the reader right yeah yeah, they're reading it like waiting to (laughs) waiting for the funny (laughs) yeah yeah and they're just getting like a boner and I'm like great I love it oh my god so I wrote for that um and the it was a monthly publication and um Fuck, I wish you had one of those to read right now. <laughs> I could probably find one and send it to you. Um, oh. Also, I have a blog. It's probably it's probably like in the blog somewhere. It's at uh, aaronserotica.com. Aaronserotica.com. Yeah, which is like a lot of free stories. Like I should take that down and start charging for it. But anyways, yes. there are a lot of free stories <laughs> at aaronserotica.com. Um, and um, so that, that, that website was where I started accumulating them because I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. I wanted to write more than they were publishing and create a portfolio. So that was my portfolio on that blog. And then, um, you know, start sending it off to publishers. I got published a bunch. And uh, from, there, I, from there, I wanted to do, um, well, Carmine from the Social Capital Theater on the Danforth. He was like, well why don't uh would you be interested in like doing a show where like people read your erotica or their own writing or something like that and i was like oh my god yes i love it and then i was like well why don't we like put in other sexy acts as well so it's more of like a variety it's not just like a a reading show let's get some burlesque in there and you know and that's how that and that's how yeah it blossomed and then after that i was like oh hey let's also do a podcast and on and on now it's kind of my own little bedpost empire 
So how long ago was that? How long have you been doing the, the, the show and the podcast? The stage show, I feel like, is four years now. Four years. Yeah, yeah, four years. And then um, I'm a year behind in the podcast, so three years. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. Oh, thank you. I, I, uh, I just finished writing a, a novel that I'm trying to publish mm-hmm. on toxic masculinity. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. Timely, um, yeah. I find. Uh, and it has to do kind of partially with my own experiences. So like me growing out of some of those behaviors and like some reflections and things. And there's some erotic things in there that I wanted to find a spot, maybe do some readings. But I don't I, like mine's not funny. Doesn't have to be. No, no way. The, mm. the great thing about storytelling is that um, my, my friend, who's a really great storyteller, this is I'm stealing it from him. But he says, it's funny um, with storytelling, you don't have to be funny, right? You can if people don't laugh, um, then you're just interesting. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. yeah. That, but that's the worst word to describe anything. Oh, how did you find it? Oh, it was interesting. interesting. <laughs> that could mean like, yeah, that could mean anything. I guess you got to read the body language. Yeah. No. no um, yeah. Storytelling is a great medium that I've um, I've had a lot of like you know powerful kind of moments. People talking about trauma and stuff like that, both on the mm. podcast and in the stage show. Like the stage show in general is more about the entertainment side yeah, of like yeah. sexy fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, you can definitely bring you know a piece with some gravitas to either. Ooh. Either the podcast or the All right, stage. Well, I'll show you yeah. some stuff. Let me know. Let me know. Pitch yeah, yeah. them my way. We'll see. We'll yeah, send it. <laughs> All right now, I'm just waiting on literary agents to see if uh, if they pick it up. If not, then I'll try um, publishers directly. Congrats. We'll it's amazing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So it sounds like both you and I are just up to our necks in a lot of different uh, <laughs> projects. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Always. Constantly. So in the four years you've been doing that, and then you got involved with Oasis. Yes, yeah. Mm. Um, I think I was attending there as a guest, um, and I knew Fatima through both working at Seduction, the sex shop, and then also just through attending as well. Um, and she, you know, her like social media friends and stuff, and she's like, uh, I was going to ask you if you knew anybody that would like to like teach this class, but like I'm looking at your social media and I'm like, would you like to teach this class? And I'm like, oh, yes, totally. Nice. And that was how the Bumpy Ride Fridays got started. So me and uh, Jay Radica kind of are doing that the second Friday of every month at Oasis, which is like a 90s R&B and dance kind of uh, evening where I do a performance and then teach a short, Ooh. you know, sexy movement class after the performance. Nice. Um, usually lap dance is involved. So I teach people some nice lap dance skills and uh, we go downstairs and dance the night away to 90s R&B. I'll have to come check it out. Second? Uh, Second Friday of every month at Oasis. All right. Well, next month, February the 6th, I'll be doing a DDLG talk at Oasis. Oh, yes. So that Friday, I think that would be the Friday of that week or if not it's the next week mm-hmm. I'll come check it out amazing What's yeah. what night of the week is the 6th uh, it's a Wednesday it's a Wednesday fuck you yeah, always no, go on talk, Wednesdays I, I play I basketball on Wednesdays Wednesday's my thing damn it Wednesday's my jam you like Wednesdays eh I do like Wednesdays it's, I have it's, to say I've never been to Oasis on a Wednesday it's, ever it's my favorite <sighs> Oasis day god I'm missing out I feel like yeah <laughs> you should try playing basketball on a Tuesday <laughs> or a Thursday <laughs> other day <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's every week for sure basketball there's not like yeah. off season or anything no. yeah no. we do it year round i love it though it's really oh, fun. I bet, it's bet. like my my uh, partner is my main nesting partner who's my husband 
Oh, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm still used to saying partner, you know, it's kind of new. Um, my husband um, is, he's a comedian. He's like in the comedy scene. So it's like a comedy league. So it's very fun. <laughs> it, and it's nice. a, over 35 league as well. So like, oh, wow. we're all kind of old and fat and funny. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> we tell jokes and play with balls. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Has your, has your husband ever done the show, your show? Um, the podcast? No, well, not the podcast. Well, sure, the podcast, but I was thinking of the stage show since he's You saw comedy. him, yes. He was one of the improvisers in what? that uh, hilarious oh my God, wait, small wait. dick guy's scene. Hang on. Let me, just, let me pick between Make the sure. two and, and guess which one, which one he is. <laughs> Am I married to A, Matt McCready, or B, Kyle Dooley? Um, I don't know them by name. I know one has very sweet eyes with a beard. Sweet eyes! And he's shorter. He played the, uh, well, yeah, like, honestly, I, I came in and I, I saw him at the door and he greeted me. I was like, what sweet eyes this man has. So by then, he was working my door, so yeah. you might guess. So that's your husband. You might guess. That oh, my God. Is my yeah. Really? Oh, he's Amazing. Sweet. I love him. He's got very sweet eyes. sweet eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He does have gorgeous eyes. Yeah, yeah. big yeah. baby blues. Yeah, and they're, they're just like very like calm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just I looked at him. I was like peaceful, serene. <laughs> mm, I, yeah. I feel at ease. Mm. Like I looked at him and I immediately thought, I'm like, this is a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to shit, that's what well, I thought. Thank you. I'll yeah. pass it along. To him. No, yeah, he performs. Um, he's a comedian, as I mentioned. So mm. yeah, he'll do an improv set every once in a while. He always helps me with like. The working the door, um, you know, are doing a bit of kind of producing work with me. He's lovely. That like next for the next show, it's like a Valentine's couples theme. So we're doing the newlywed game. Um, mm. So he'll like co-host with me for the newlywed game because he'll pepper in all the comedic stuff, right? Nice. And I'll just nice. get, I'll just pound that format. <laughs> just pound. Get it. it on track, everybody. And Matt will just try to derail me. It's all very fun. Oh, derail. Derail. Derail you on stage, Willie. Um, the My favorite type of railing. Is it? Derail. <laughs> the, uh, the little comedy piece that I saw, the improv piece that I saw between uh, your husband and I guess the other person's name is Kyle. Kyle, is yeah. Yeah, Dooley. Kyle Dooley. It's, it rolls off the tongue. That's why I remembered it. Yeah. Uh, but I forgot your husband's name in saying that. Matt. Matt. Yeah. Okay. Matt McCree. Matt McCree. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was nice. It was really, really well done. I hadn't seen that kind of improv before. Just like long form improv. No, just the way that they asked for the audience. Um, oh yeah, uh, it was suggestion. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of got a story. From, yeah, it was different. Yeah. Usually people are like, "Oh, give me a place." I did a little bit of improv like when I was young in high school. So they're like, "Oh, give me a setting and give yeah. me a whatever." Yeah. Uh, it was very. Yeah, that, they kind was, of interviewed a couple in the audience. Yeah. Like, where did you meet or whatever. When and then they play? played out that couple yeah. uh, interacting, which was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Like, oh, what are some of the qualities? They asked, like, one person, what are qualities about your partner? Like, oh, uh, he's strong, and he's like this. And then what are qualities? She's loving, and she's caring. And then they played out those qualities, and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed <laughs> it. I loved it. I loved it. So I look forward to more of that. I actually wanted to catch their comedy show upstairs, but anyway, things uh, intervened. Mm -hmm. uh, so I want to know from all this like bulk of experience uh if you have any really great stories some great stories yeah hmm. maybe you've heard some great stories throughout your podcasting maybe things have happened i know it's a very broad stroke question mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i mean a story that i tend to tell is the first time i fisted somebody uh, um, i'm 
All ears. <laughs> Um, and actually, I had my first anal fisting, um, or I topped for an anal fisting yeah, scene yeah, yeah. Um, recently, which was Ooh. my first time doing that, which is very fun. Um, but I did, um, yeah, the first time I like topped vaginal uh, fisting themes, I was like going to one of our play parties. I'm like involved with like one of the branches of like my poly family. Family does uh, does play parties, so I'm going to one on Saturday actually. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to bottom actually, because I've been doing a lot of topping and doming. Um, so yeah, you so want to just? I'm thirsty to bottom yeah. right now, <laughs> <laughs> big time. Um, and uh, yeah, I was. I definitely put it out there, kind of in the group chat. We have like a WhatsApp chat, you know, yeah. where we kind of yeah. discuss, you know, who would like to, you Sit know, on my fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stuff yeah. like that. Like I'm interested in doing this. Would anybody be interested in, mm-hmm. you know, bottoming for it or topping for it or what have you? So we just kind of jam around ideas beforehand via that chat. So I was like, I wasn't able to bottom that evening for whatever reason. And um, I was like, okay, well, I'm available to like top. So um, this group is kind of like a fisting group. Like that's kind of a lot of them are into fisting. So I was like, hey, I would love to like top a fisting scene if anybody's like into that. And uh, two or three people were kind of like, yeah, maybe, sure. Like I'd be into it, right? I have small fists. So they were like, it's not a a big deal. (laughs) It would be no, no problem. Um, we have some very big man hands in that group, so <laughs> most of the people are like, sure. <laughs> yeah, so well, it's a smaller hand, yeah. Yeah, 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 much smaller. So, um, yeah, I I just was involved in um, a scene that uh, a lovely lady was kind of tied up, like did some rope on her, um, and I was doing like a big of magic wand. Um, and there are like several other people in the scene. It was kind of just like happening on the couch, which was fun, like a corner of the couch. Nice. Um, and yeah, people were, um, one person was tying her up. Another person was kind of holding her in place, holding her down. Another person was kind of like aiding with the magic wand situation. Um, so there were like a lot of hands There's on her. Yeah, on she it. was blindfolded as well um, and completely nude, which was lovely. Um, so I was, yeah, I was the one that was like front and center in there and doing some manual play and I was like oh two fingers three fingers four fingers and then full hand I was like okay she is she is into it like she has done this before fantastic and it felt like the most natural progression ever like that was probably such a lovely like first experience for me because I was like this feels just like She's wanting more. I'm giving her more. And there you go. And it was like so easy, right? Um, and the, fun, the funny thing about fisting that you don't think about um, before you've done it is like, okay, I'm, I have my full fist there. So now what? <laughs> so now yeah. I like... Go in and out. What am, yeah. What, I'm turning I, it around. I'm yeah. rota- what am Do I, I splay my fingers? I, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? You, know, you don't yeah. think about that, but you're like, the fist is in. Okay. I have fisted. I've completed yeah, my I've fisted, fisting. Yeah. <laughs> like, Achievement unlocked. Yeah. It's like, nice. like, but you know, there's still a scene happening. It's like, yeah. okay. So what to do from there? Um, luckily she was like, very receptive to fisting and specifically to my my fist so it actually ended up being kind of like a punch fuck situation which is not something many people probably can can have in their repertoire punch (laughs) fuck your skin cave (laughs) but she could and she was totally into it um and yeah a really lovely moment was like when i did like first get my fist in there it was in there for like a little while and then she like reached down and like 
grab because she's blindfolded as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that she could totally see, you know, if she did look down, it's just how females are oriented, um, their genitals. Um, but she like kind of reached down like for my wrist to feel like yeah. whether where I was at. Uh-huh. And when she noticed that I was like completely in, and then she like could relax and like you know yeah. ha- have her so, okay, there's no stuff. more yeah she was yeah. like okay now i can like you know enjoy it yeah like the hard part is over kind of even nice. though it wasn't that hard <laughs> it was great um yeah and then like many people were involved in having her have her orgasm someone had her their hand on her throat someone was whispering dirty shit in her ear another the person magic wand was on the magic wand yeah, yeah. I, I at that point i was doing the magic wand at the same time as doing the fisting somebody else was like on her breasts um she was tied up and blindfolded as mm. i mentioned so it was lovely lots of people and that was my first time that i fisted somebody um, you know, fist bumps all around fist the group. Bumps, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, later in that night, I ended up doing another fisting scene for another person. It's, oh my god, it's quite funny. Yeah. Okay, your next achievement: double fist uh, at the same time. Not the same person, maybe. Although no, that would be kind of hot. But yeah, I, it's yeah, just like two. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, I would love that. Two people that'd at be, the same time. That'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah. yeah, but I also, um, yeah, if there is another bottom available for this Saturday, like I could double fist her absolutely no problem. Like there are probably three people at this party that I could double fist no problem. So like D, uh, DVP or yeah. D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not like two, not like anal and vaginal. At the no, same two, time. two fists vaginally. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's not not that it's a good idea to set a goal for a play party. Right. <laughs> like, don't do that. Just go to experience. Go to yeah, and sure. make connections yeah. with people and have a fun, sensual, sexy time. Um, <clears throat> though I would love to get a double, my first double fisting in there. Yeah. If that's a possibility. That does sound. Yeah. That does. I'm pretty funny. I'll be, yeah. <laughs> pretty good. If somebody mentions it, I'll be like, hmm? What? Who? Where? <laughs> Where is that? Hmm? Can I jump in? Yeah. So we'll Put your hands together. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I mean, I've, uh, I've not been able to, I, I mean, I haven't tried to fist too many times. See your hands? But yeah. They're, they're not okay. super large. They're not massive, massive. But like my knuckle, like the wideness of my like the knuckles. The wideness of the together. hand. Yeah. So thing. once I'm like even in like this, I couldn't get past these knuckles. Yeah, that's fair. And my friend who has a smaller hand, he was able to, yeah. to fist the person that I was trying to fist. And I was just like, fuck, I wanted to be Damn. in there. I wanted to feel that. Damn. I've never felt it's it. It's lovely. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Have you ever like, have you gone, have you fisted with a bare hand? Um, yeah, at that point, it yeah. was, it was uh, like, professionally, I always use gloves and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, for that moment, yeah, I was barehanded. Oh, so. that must feel so nice. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Aww. Like, p- jumping into a warm spa or something. Yeah, lovely. Warm, <laughs> and, warm, warm and wet. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it was lovely. Oh, my. And then you recently did anal fisting. I did, yeah. I had a oh. client. This was with a client. Okay. Um, it's warmer, I presume, in there. <laughs> in the butt? Yeah. Um, well, I was gloved, so I couldn't yeah. feel so much temperature, but like a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was a little tighter. Um, I did a lot of um, foreplay, as you must. Um, spitting. <laughs> did a lot of spitting. <laughs> no, I used um, I used a, oh, what did I use? Wicked gel loop, which is like a good. I anal, hear WD-40 works really well. <laughs> Crisco, just, don't, just don't bucket of Crisco. Just, yeah. Um, yeah um, so I did a lot of like you know those inflatable um, anal plugs. 
Ooh. So okay. did those. That's that's always going to be my hmm. my thing. Yeah, even when I'm just pegging someone, I'll I'll have Start the plug in and, and I'll just inflate it slowly. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think about that until now. That sounds like a good way of like dilating the uh, yeah. sphincters. And if you're doing like other impact play and other sensation play, it's something to just like set it and forget it, and then just like pump <laughs> set it. And forget yeah, then just pump it up once, and then do <laughs> other things. Pump it up again. Do you know? Do other things. Hmm. So it's a nice way to just slowly stretch. The cavity, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we got right in there. It was really easy. Just had him on his hands and knees at that point. Um, yeah, it's quite tight, yeah. but we got her in there, and uh, and he was very excited. He was uh, after <laughs> it. He's like, if I like come back in a month, like you're like into that. And I'm like, yes, definitely. Is it how long it takes <laughs> to, <laughs> to recover? To recover. <laughs> yeah. so, I need a, about a month. <laughs> In about a month. Maybe a, a month to, you know, work up the funds. It's not a cheap service I provide. Mm-hmm. So how, uh, how long have you been uh, doming now professionally? Not long, like two months. Yeah, it's been, it's yeah. been a fairly recent. Uh, how are you finding it? Oh, I love it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wish at this point I was getting more frequent sessions because, you know, it's a thing where it's just people make an inquiry and then see yeah. if you're available and then they book with you and it's just done through the ritual chamber like I'm a house dom yeah so even though I can go out and get my appointment own appointments if I want right now I'm just kind of hustling through Twitter and and um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of sex writing <laughs> like for their blogs and whatnot yeah um, just to get visibility and stuff like that but um, they're booking everything so yeah as long as I get like one appointment a week I'm fine that'll cover like because I quit my job at seduction right right, right. so as long as uh, I was there two days a week two full-time days a week so if I book one of one appointment a week it covers what I used to make at seduction oh beautiful. so if I make two or three or four it's like and it sounds like it sounds like a bit more fun maybe uh, just slightly <laughs> just than s- retail just slightly just a bit yeah. just a touch like I had three appointments the other week and I was like yes oh, if my. I could get three appointments a week but it's inconsistent is the thing right so mm. you have to be kind of I still bartend on the weekends but um, yeah the inconsistency is a thing that you have to navigate right yeah. when you're just starting out even though I am a house dom like you know the other house doms have their regulars built yeah, up over like build years that up over time. Yeah, so yeah but as long as i get one a week or it averages out to one a week i'm at least like making as much as i used to then so okay yeah yeah so ideally you know the the longer i'm staying there the more regulars all uh pile up and so where would um sorry uh no before i ask that actually i want to know um uh, what are some some things that maybe you didn't know before you started uh, pro-doming mm-hmm. uh, and some helpful things for people that are interested in um, soliciting said services, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some etiquette, mm-hmm. uh, some some things like that, because maybe people are confused, they don't know, this would be a good opportunity to hear that from yeah, somebody who's doing Yeah, for sure. Um, something I've learned um, doing pro-doming versus like in my personal life is like you don't know these people before they you know they knock at the door right so you've got to um invest a bit of time and energy into really making the person feel comfortable because this is literally the first time you have met like they've seen pictures of you on the website or whatever and they may follow me on twitter or something so they have a general idea kind of of my personality but like you know they're a lot of them are going to be nervous 
and like it's your job to you know just sit them down for a while and just like chat with them even before you start talking about the scene and doing negotiation for the scene like just your job is like you've got to spend a good chunk of time like just making them feel completely at ease and making them feel like they're in a safe space and they're in good hands and all that kind of stuff and you know I'm I like I do you know I do a podcast and da 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 so yeah. I, I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, you know, You've make, got the interview skills. Yeah, 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 you know. So I got to turn on a bit of that at the beginning of this session. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like you know, just yeah. making them like it's more like hi, like yeah, you know, oh, being okay. warm and and making mm. them feel just you know a little calmer going mm. into the session. So Bor- borrow your husband's eyes. Yes, <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you. Just take those little cute eyeballs from you, please. Mm. That's a good role play scene. Um, yeah, and then as for soliciting um, pro-doms, um, I mean, the uh, process for booking a ritual chamber is like you fill out a form. So you fill out a pretty in-depth form, which I as the pro-dom will see and read beforehand. Um, you know, as for etiquette, just to be polite is great. Like, you don't have to be in sub-mode right from when you walk in the door like mm. as i said we're gonna like relax and have a chat and get to know each other just for a few minutes beforehand um so you don't have to yes mistress me right from right from when you come in like yeah. i had someone last night that like i also have a bit of a decompression kind of after hair after care situation on the tail end of the appointment where i'm like oh did you enjoy it like you know where are your favorite parts like did I, we accomplish everything you were hoping to kind of yeah. uh, hit on today stuff like that um he was yes mistressing me all the way out the door and i'm like okay it's okay he's still well yeah some people are like he's still in it that's fine yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) that's cute so quiet and serious and did you enjoy yes mistress yes mistress yeah exactly yeah (laughs) i don't know if i'm convinced because i told him during during the scene that he wasn't allowed to say anything except yes mistress and no mistress so oh okay so yeah yeah he followed instructions instructions very well like no we're out of the scene now you can like can't blame him for following instructions (laughs) i'm gonna say yeah like i don't know like i'm not a high protocol dom like you don't have to be yeah. on your knees, you know, when I come in the door mm-hmm. and not look at me and greet me in a certain way. Like, I'm a lot more lax than that. Yeah. So just be polite and respectful. And if you book an appointment, um, come to it. Uh, and if you don't, pay the cancellation fee. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I still important. get paid because I've important. traveled to come to the dungeon. I'm there waiting for you. So if you uh, ghost me, then, you know, yeah. that's a waste of my day. So don't be an ass. <clears throat> yeah. Be respectful of my time and energy um, mm-hmm. because I'm also doing a lot of prep also yeah, before the session too that I'm potentially not getting paid for. So yeah, just be polite and, you know, we're people and just don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> don't be a dick. I'm talking And your you answer mistress. is yes, mistress. <laughs> yeah. Just right? say yes, mistress and no mistress. That's it. No, I'm kidding. So if you want I love, I actually love subs too. Uh, that was just a particular scene where he wanted to kind of be degraded and humiliated. So I was like, you don't get to talk. But I, I love, actually, <laughs> you I don't get to talk. <laughs> but actually, I love when a sub is like chatty with me throughout the scene. It's great. I love having like a lot of energy going back and forth. Like, mm. give me something to play off of. You don't have to be totally silent. Unless, again, that's specifically the scene. But um, yeah, I like to like play off of you and let's have, mm. let's have some fun. Let's play. Yeah. Let's add all play. Why not? Yeah. So if people want to find, uh, do you have a, a dom name that you go by? Lady Pim. Lady Pim. If yeah. you want to find Lady Pim, where can they find you? Uh, ritualchamber.ca. Um, Ritualchamber. Slash Lady Pim. If you just go to you know the the staff on the Ritual Chamber website, you'll see me there, and you can see my bio. I actually just got a really great testimonial 
today Aww. from one of my sessions last night. Not What'd the silent say? guy, another guy. <laughs> What'd they say? Oh my God, it was so kind. Can you I, can read it. Yeah, yeah I, read I it actually here. kind of this forget. Nice. Yeah, okay. It's really sweet. And this man was very adorable. Um, okay, so he says... I thoroughly enjoyed my session with Lady Pym. She skillfully guided me through a wide spectrum of wondrous sensations, from very soft and sensual to quite harsh and sadistic. The pacing was perfect, repeatedly rising and falling in intensity and energy. She was attentive, focused, and delightfully playful throughout the entire session. Lady Pym made me feel safe, valued, and welcomed from start to finish, and I left with that happy sub-high that lasted all night and into the next day. A truly first-rate professional quality session oh, wow eh? that's really good that's really good for Damn. for two months in i mean obviously you have a lot of skills that transferred over yeah. into yeah. this yeah. like you have a history of experience yeah. and knowledge that you're bringing in uh but professionally it's been relatively short and you came in with a lot of experience and now the rewards are coming in yeah that's so sweet i was so pleased because yeah you're right i do have like a lot of experience with doming and topping in my personal yeah. life in lifestyle yeah. doming but um it's different with pro there are some new skills that you you know you've got to have in place that don't quite apply to you know lifestyle doming so it's nice that it's nice to be appreciated you know because no. we all have insecurities right like, yeah you know yeah. a lot of me is like uh, am i are they is this good uh, <laughs> are they having a good time uh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> no know? i completely feel you like it's it's different when you're when you're in performance mode yeah you want to make sure that you're you're good they're they're liking it you're liking what you're doing yeah, yeah. i know as an anxious person i know <laughs> i know <laughs> As a functioning anxious yeah, person, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the motor brain doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, okay, so it, uh, we're gonna wrap up now, but uh, I want people to know where they can find you everywhere. So we talked about your your pro dom, mm -hmm. Lady Pym, on uh, the website that I already forgot. Uh, Ritualchamber.ca. Ritualchamber.ca. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, if they want to find your podcast. Yep, I'm on um, all your favorite podcasting apps. It's the Bedpost Podcast. You can search it um, pretty much on any podcasting app, um, but uh, Apple Podcasts, you know, is the yeah. main is the main one. So I'm there. Um, you can follow me at my ProDom Twitter at the Lady Pim One. Same with on Instagram, you can follow me at the Lady Pim One, um, and then my Instagram for Bedpost, all my Bedposty stuff, is the Bedpost Show. And my Facebook for all my bedposty stuff is Bedpost Erotica. Because mm -hmm. as I said before, it started as an erotica-based yeah. show. Yeah. So there, it's still that. <laughs> and if you want to hear, I was in one of the episodes yeah. of, uh, of the Bedpost podcast. Uh, an award-winning podcast, by the way, Thank if you, you want to yes. know. yeah, uh, I saw the awards that you got. Really nice. Best, uh, best new host, I think it was. Yeah, I've... Um, from last year, last year best yeah. female host yeah. and um best adult podcast best adult podcast and then yeah if 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 you're listening to this um i'm nominated for a bunch more this year yeah. Yeah. so if you're a fellow canadian podcaster you can vote for me in any category this is the canadian podcasting awards that we're talking mm. about um but if you're just a listener uh no worries you can still vote for me at the uh people's choice category yeah, yeah. I've done all of the uh, the voting. Love you, thank you. And uh, also, you were recently mentioned on Blog TO for top fifty Toronto-based yeah. podcast. I saw that, and it's so. nice because it's listed alphabetically. So uh -huh. I'm second. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So nice. Fed Post is second. Amazing. <laughs> oh, because you don't have the the. 
Yeah, they oh, dropped it's bedpost. They, okay, well, it's awesome. it is the bedpost podcast, but they just they dropped it. They just dropped it and put me oh, second. I'm like, fuck, it's great. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna change mine to unintellectual <laughs> erection. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think I'm going to try hopefully next year to, uh, since I'm relatively new to this, um, I'm going to try next year for the uh, for the uh, award stuff because it seems like uh, like it's doable. It's not a threatening sort of uh, way to to be nominated and to to whatnot. So it looks not at good. all. Yeah, totally. Awesome. This was great. Uh, it was great having you Thank and you. talking to you. I feel like. Um, Somehow I feel like we only scratched the surface on some of these things. But, we'll have uh, to have me back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I want to know more. And I want to know, I definitely want to know more Dom stories once you've, once you've had Oh, I will a be accumulating them. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Give me some time right. and I'll come back with some great stories. Awesome. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Patrick. All right. You're listening to Intellectual Erection, a place where we talk about the naughty to stimulate your thinking. To wear a dress from his ex-girlfriend that she had menstruated in. <laughs>